Welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Tune in to a live discussion at 3 p.m. UTC every Friday on Bullcrypt's Twitter Spaces. To Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Uh, here we're to discuss the most exciting industry topics with the best industry experts, influencers, and remarkable personalities. I'm Konstantin Kogun, co-founder of Bullperks, and in today's show, we'll explore how Web3 will change the world together with our special guest, Miles McMorrow. Uh, Miles is co-founder and head of Web3 at TechSyros, an organizer of uh, next major conference in London, blockchain gaming, and enter the metaverse events. Uh, Miles is an experienced conference curator, events and sponsorship manager who is uh, uh, basically successful in uh, events arena and the intersection of Web2 technology and uh, read more, uh, I would say, research papers than I could think of, right? <laughs> He's educated and then have uh, over 10,000 professional, uh, professionals in like in the last two years, like uh, so far in Web3. And I think that's that's all you have to know about Miles. The rest he will tell tell you more uh, about his background. And uh, thank you for being here with us. No, I really very much appreciate the uh, the invite, and very excited to be speaking with uh, with the Bullcaster community today. Uh, your your background is quite interesting, and you're on a journey to educate a lot of people. I think that's what we need in Web three. Uh, the numbers right now are not high, you know, and the people who are using VR and AR industry applications. I'm not even going to metaverse. <laughs> We've all seen the, the name Depredator report, uh, which is not very promising. But on the other hand, we're seeing a lot of opportunities coming up. So, um, first of all, like, let us know a little bit about what led you to be interested in, you know, VR, AR, and then, then well, obviously go to Web3. 100%. So, um, so I'm Miles. I'm one of the co-founders of Tech Circus. We've been around for about seven years. So we've been running events in user experience and product design and, and working with tech innovation, technologies like VR, AR, and chatbots, AI, and machine learning throughout that time. So this is, you know, these technologies aren't new. This is the probably the most important thing to start with is like it's not a new tech space. The, the, the Web3 blanket is kind of a an umbrella for this convergence of technologies. But I'll get into that in a minute. And uh, and so our background comes from working with big enterprises in the Web2 world. And I put that inverted commas, you know, because it's a, it's a movement that we're, we're seeing um, to help showcase how big enterprise brands, pretty industry agnostically. So, you know, uh, from Amazon to the BBC to Netflix, we've, we've worked with Facebook or Meta now. Um, and many, many brands in, in all sorts of sectors to talk to showcase how they were designing products over the last seven years that help users, end users to use the products and services in more innovative ways and make sure that the products are designed for the user to be intuitive. These, this, the user experience wave is what really drove forward Web 2. If we talk about Web 1 being you know, like very basic browser-based sort of email-led kind of, you know, world. Um, then Web2 was allowing social networks and experiences that were designed for the end user. And so we've been helping brands to talk, showcase how they're doing that. Uh, and then from from there, uh, we, well, we, we were running events, started it with 12 people in a pub meetup. Up, and that scaled up to running events in London, Manchester, Amsterdam, Berlin, and New York, all talking about uh, this user experience innovation wave. 
uh, and we've educated over a hundred thousand people in in the in the user experience world uh and and then the pandemic came along <laughs> as it did for everyone uh and we were moved into the online space so we kind of where we came up with three was realizing that you know this seems like these technologies especially the blockchain which and, and nfts uh are giving more and more agency to end users it's allowing them to have more ownership of their digital selves and their assets and their, their kind of private internet and then go out and monetize what they can do with their data rather than giving it to big centralized parties. So that's what led us to be intrigued by exploring this Web3 in industry. And when the pandemic came around and we moved online, uh, we decided to start a new team focused on like, okay, how are these technologies going to evolve in the next five to 10 years? Um, so, so for us, it started with an NFT summit. We then ran a metaverse conference. We then ran the Web3 summit online. And then we ran a DeFi conference. And now we're coming back to the in-person event. So mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of how we started and where we got to today. And the really important thing for us is that the whole goal for us here is use the connections we've got. We're working with en enterprise level clients in innovation, product, technology. And our goal is why not bring these guys along and help educate them educate the web 2 world as much as these kind of the web 3 often ecosystem or echo chamber right uh to to, to make sure we're bridging that gap and helping onboard them to the the, the potential of these technologies beyond yeah. speculation and hype so that's where we come at this from uh we've got some great events coming up this year and i'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit of detail later yeah, I think it's very important because again, we, we're, we let's not forget that the entire like there was a, several reports recently. Actually, was in Bloomberg uh, the day before yesterday, where uh, even in Bloomberg they were like you know trying to pinch on the top executives in the crypto world, like you know from Crypto.com and Pantera and many others, like oh like what's happening in the market, right? You know, and, and the reply was very simple, like. Right now, today, the oldest, so to speak, like the most successful cryptocurrency is Bitcoin, right? When we have more than 200 million people who are like somehow holding the combination of Bitcoin and altcoins, right? And then there is a new wave like of people who are like getting sold into NFTs and Web3 like to whatnot on different levels, right? There are many, many uh, levels how you can describe this entire industry. And it's still very early. Two hundred million people of uh, users is uh, is not a lot. If you even if you think about it, that's a lot. We need a billion people who would use it. Then is going to be a completely different factor. So with this, let's talk about adoption because you covered a lot about like Web three, like the the transformation and the potential, right? I want to ask you about the barriers, right? What are what are the people? We have the, those like fancy marketing words, right? You know, interoperability, sustainability, usability. Like, what do you see in practicality? What are what experiences from the people who visit your conference are they more excited about? Yeah. No, I mean, look, I have the massive benefit of organizing events of, of meeting some incredible people who are pioneering this movement. And so whenever I'm sharing information, you know, I'm, I'm just doing lip service to all the great work that they're doing uh, when I'm talking about these things. But because I've had this, this kind of broad uh, opportunity to speak to loads of different people, I've managed to understand quite a lot about the barriers that exist now between where we are and where we want to get to. Um, Someone who I, I respect a lot is, is the chap called John Igan. Uh, he's the founder of a company called uh, L'Atelier BNP Paribas, and I can share more if, if we're 
doing a follow-up i could send the link to them but like he always talks about this um let's take the most uh if we're talking about metaverse what is this kind of mass adoption of web3 and like the metaverse being this spatial web that's going to converge all these technologies and he always uses this uh this this idea of like look at the one of the most successful kind of immersive world games that exists today like let's talk about red dead redemption 2 right it was it was it was incredible in the in the landscape in the gameplay in the adventures and the depth and the, the kind of fabric of the universe that they built there that took seven years to to develop a game that was just web 2 based that was still a sandbox kind of enclosed encaptured game that was seven years right what we're talking about with web3 and the emergence of the metaverse is way beyond this we're talking about creating a whole new spatial web that's perhaps mapped to our entire planet that enables us, us to immerse ourselves you know with with new layers of information using augmented reality you know lenses and you know apple and, and snapchat and everyone's building these lenses now that we can use to augment the world around us we're also talking about in embedding the blockchain as a, as a technical infrastructure that will allow us to conduct conduct DeFi protocols and protect our assets and and build uh, you know this whole world you know build this whole infrastructure that empowers end users to have this kind of more secured environment. So let's talk about some of those terms that you outlined here, right? The question of whether the metaverse, I guess, needs to be Web three. So like all brands are already thinking of the need for blockchain underpinning infrastructure from all the conversations I'm having. That's 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 a fact. We talked about the need for standardization and regulation, right? And, the, you know, there's some incredible bodies who are coming together to create this stuff. Uh, so there's the Metaverse Standards Forum. You know, there's been a, a, a recent initiative put forward by uh, all the decentralized metaverse builders who are creating this open interoperability initiative. Uh, and and these sorts of movements are going to help us to realize the adoption of this because there will be a set of rules and guidelines that secure the kind of the metaverse more broadly or the multiverse, you might call it, because everyone at the minute is building these kind of mini metaverses. And so when we talk about Web3, what is Web3? It's actually um, an amalgamation of lots of technologies. The metaverse is kind of the spatial web equivalent of kind of converging these technologies. But Web3, really, it's 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 the blockchain, VRAR. Uh, and the spatial web that kind of and, and that the VRAR is the lens through which we see it, but it's also IoT, cloud computing, uh, that's going to enable us to to tie uh, to, to have less latency and more data connectivity, so that we can actually move all of this forward. But the the fact that we need it to be better regulated and have standards that 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 tie this all together will drive the confidence that will allow brands to enter the space, and I think that's the biggest barrier right now is there's a lot of test uh, of, of toe dipping as i said but we still need to test all of these securities too like when we talk about regulations we need people to be to understand we, we need to address the dangers of digital assets financial fraud and privacy issues you know like the the world of deep fakes that is coming with these you know emerging ais so there's a lot here uh, and that's not even to talk about what you mentioned with scalability and computing power so yeah. like we're being really pragmatic about where we are now and if we tie back to that conversation about red dead redemption it taking seven years you know we we're probably five to ten years at a minimum before we yeah. reach 
uh, a space where a true adoption happens, when the VR and uh, AR headsets aren't as bulky and are more portable and the 5G connection is more widely spread, uh, then we can start seeing an environment that allows us to, for allows brands, which will drive consumers to enter this space with more confidence. So I'll, I'll leave that there on that question. Uh, as I know, I was I was gone for a good like, five minutes as well. And, and again, apologies viewers for, for that. No worries. So so let's let's jump into it. Like I, I, I think you, from the pragmatic standpoint of view, you mentioned that you know you you help uh, brands uh, to actually have this uh, pathway. Like you know, you're almost like a gateway for to get them inside the Web three and world, and specifically into metaverse. Right? Let's let's uh, let's briefly talk about the, the 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 practical part of it. Right? You know, how do they actually get? Like you know, can you give us some case studies and examples? One or two? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, let's let's address like the why it's interesting to brands first, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's this is a new multi-trillion-dollar frontier for brands. You know, we have to accept that when there is a new, uh, new more spatial web, there's an opportunity for brands to go beyond kind of these content-based opportunities to engage with consumers and look at new ways to deliver authentic experiences, uh, build communities and, 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 you know, go beyond that, build a world and a universe and a law that sits behind your brand and, and then use that and gamify. And, and, you know, obviously gaming has been a huge gateway to the metaverse. Uh, use that to gamify the experience of your brand. You know, one thing, one thing. You know, if we take the fact, uh, you know, there's a statistic, and you mentioned there's a lot of reports I've I've been digesting. Like, uh, I was reading that like 74% of like the Gen Z generation, they're already in ownership of digital assets, yes. and it's already so. And and this is one of the big barriers when we talk about NFT and blockchain and stuff is the barrier to entry so much of it is that you have to be almost semi-crypto native. You need to understand how to get a wallet and how to get, you know, uh, the, the, the crypto that you need to then be able to change it to a token to get onto a specific uh, platform. And then if we substitute some of the security of the blockchain for a more user-centric login, then we are uh, leaving vulnerabil vulnerabilities in, in, in which is something that the blockchain is there to to. to, to to tackle so if this growing trend exists and you know like and we if we look beyond the kind of jpegging to the actual utilities that these um <laughs> these assets can offer then now we're looking at an environment where um say take the fashion industry right it's such an interesting opportunity or you know or an apparel in general people people in the gen z bracket and and, and generally want to look as cool will want to look as cool in the metaverse as they do in the real world and it's for such and, and 3d assets unshackles the creative potential for brands to to create fashion that in new ways that is completely uh beyond the physics of the, that the world in the real space allows us so um you know there's there's brands like the fabricant i mean nike uh, and uh, fabricant dress x and many other brands who are who are already building kind of whole digital fashion houses specifically for this i know an artist go, um, i know a, a fashion designer called um danit peleg and she's using uh, nfts to to create um 3d printed uh uh fashion items that can then be like uh 
uh, reprinted at any by the person who owns that NFT at, in forever for the future. So from a sustainability perspective, they, they can wear that forever. And if you talk about sustainability, let's talk about a fashion item or use even an AR lens over the physical items you're wearing that allows you to wear digital fashion all the time in the real world or the metaverse and means that you're not spending on the fast fashion so often. So it's yes. really interesting. I, I'm afraid, like, we, we would love to touch this particular angle, yeah. but because, you know, we, we had a little bit less time, to, so we probably I want to jump, I want to leave the opportunity for, you know, listeners to ask you direct questions. But, I think. The, the, one, the one thing I might add on that, just very last thing, is just the how, is when we look at, because, I mean, you know, we talk about how to be on board brands, and it's like we have to do, there is a job here to be done to reduce the friction of the on-ramps. Like, can we make a more simple model that allows brands to plug and play? And that is, and, and that means SDKs and APIs that is more simple for the transition. If you come to the event I'm talking about later, we have consensuses, head of APIs and, and, and SDKs, Diana Patel speaking about that. So a really interesting topic, and I'll, I'll park that there. <laughs> no, for, for sure. Listen, I, I'm sure that, the, I mean, this is a, a topic for a separate, like, you know, podcast, right? So <laughs> right now we want to get uh, straight to the point, you know, like oh, for, for some of the questions that uh, people are asking, let's do blitz, right? You know, so one minute answer for, for sure. per each question. So that, th those questions were collected from YouTube, Twitter, and many other places. So I'm just going to read the name and uh, the person who's asking and the question. So Captain Hoddle is asking, what's the main problem in the metaverse right now uh, that's the delaying mass adoption and how can we solve this? Mm -hmm. um, it's a great question. I mean, they're, 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 this, if we're honest, like the metaverse as it mm -hmm. stands... Uh, you know, if they're centralized and decentralized, the decentralized metaverses, whilst they're building something much more intricate uh, and giving more agency to end users, the player base is very low. So like, we have to tackle the issues of, um, you know, the issues around sustainability and questions and security that come with the metaverse in all that. These are some of the, and the regulations and standards. These are the biggest barriers right now. Well, once we have, unified standards that allow people to build spaces that are um, interoperable, meaning you can take your digital self from one environment to another and there are, there are understandings between different brands and metaverse builders, then we'll be able to see uh, a bigger mass adoption because there'll be more confidence, especially in brands, bringing the brands into these environments that are people know and trust. Trust is a key point here how do we uh, foster trust in the metaverse in 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 the infrastructure of the metaverse um and then once we've achieved that then we'll be in a position to see a higher number of users and and and, and tackle these issues of scalability um which which allow many players to uh, join one one metaverse all together because that's another huge issue if we look at Fortnite, you've got 100 players in one sharded environment then 100 in another how do we bring all of these together to achieve billions so these are a lot of issues that uh, need to be tackled but they're all being worked on so omar yusuf uh, is asking uh in your opinion is it better for web3 to achieve full decentralization or would you prefer a hybrid approach where there are some centralized agents yeah i mean i i'm an i'm an advocate of having full ownership of my data that's that's the first thing is like you know i mean there's 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 protocols like definity or brave browser and other such such web3 protocols that are building 
blockchain platforms that allow you to house your data, own it, and monetize it. The current model allows centralized bodies like Facebook, like Google, to like own, have your data, you know, use it. Uh, and in the metaverse, when there's so many more data points to 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 to, to pull on, you know, that let that level of data information is a, is an interesting one. So, I'm a big fan of having control of that data in a more focused way. So, I would like to see that, but I think there is value. I mean centralized infrastructures oh, i guess like i mean they're important it's the world we live in today like it's going to be a migration uh, and maybe one day we'll see a full decentralized world but you know i can't read the future uh you know there's there's we're asking about the present we're not asking about the future we're asking about your personal preferences so imagine you're we're going to play russian roulette right now so imagine you have uh, literally uh one sentence to answer right and if you're wrong you're dead <laughs> Same okay. period. So, so decentralization, wanna, decentralization or hybrid model? Decentralization more so. And I think, but I think hybrid is, you know, hybrid will help us in the, in the short term. Perfect. Okay. Agreed. Uh, Demon, uh, no, Damon, I don't know if, uh, um, Reading it correctly from LinkedIn, he's asking, we hear from uh, from the media that the current tech is obsolete to create a full metaverse and attract participants. Do you think this is true? What's the next step for tech? Okay. Um... I mean, tech can be software and hardware, right? There's, there's and, and different, you know, there's different conversations here. Um, but uh, when we talk about immersion, VR and AR headsets, as of now, you know, there's new announcements. You know, I mean, Meta's just released their new VR Pro uh, Quest. Uh, you know, they're getting lighter. They're getting more portable, uh, but they're not there yet. I think if we want it to be, they, they need to be as, as lightweight as the ones I'm wearing right now. Better still, like, can they sit in my, uh, you know, I say better still, but like now we're talking about becoming semi-cyborgs. So like if, if they could get in my eye and just like I see it, you know, the, the less that we have to handhold, the better. And then, I mean, yeah, you know, the technology is not like the infrastructure of the blockchain is incredible, but we're not there yet. Uh, so there needs to be standardization and, and, and movements towards better infrastructures. And I know that wasn't a one, one word answer. So Russian roulette, bang, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nakamoto-san is asking from YouTube, uh, what is the biggest myth uh, about Web3 you've seen on the internet? Mm. Um, one. 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 Uh, maybe maybe not the biggest maybe something that disturbs you even like i don't know yeah i mean look uh probably this i mean sustainability is something i'm passionate about personally so i want to i want to tackle the like it's not a myth there are there are there are computing powers and energy consumed by the blockchain 100 but the more it matures there's new layers in that are reducing the load there you know like the the, the energy consumption per block you know the, to, to, to mint nfts to, to create projects and if we want to see utility of these technologies we have to bring that down further and further and further so like we're not there yet but sustainability is something that we that isn't going like it's not going to destroy the world as much as there are a million other factors that are already destroying the the, the climate that we need to tackle first you know if we can look at the blockchain as an opportunity to track energy consumption of big organizations and hold them accountable then we can start looking at uh then then we can hold you know then maybe we can start tackling using the technology to tackle other bigger issues in the climate in climate and sustainability so that's one that i i would love uh you know i really want to see developed uh upon 
Perfect. So Rafael Roy from uh, YouTube is asking, what was your first experience from uh, with the metaverse? Do you have a moment where you realized this is the future and we're witnessing it? Mm. Um, I mean, I've played a lot of Fortnite game. You know, I, I, I'm a bit of a gamer um, mm. and I was there for the Travis Scott concert. I thought that was just an incredible way to... Uh, supersede something that was horrific the pandemic that disconnected everyone uh when i when there was an environment where many people and i was on a headset with other players other friends and watching an artist and seeing that experience in a full immersive i could jump around and be wherever i wanted it was it was incredible and that seemed like a web 2 metaverse and i've but you know and i've but then i've walked around second life and i've walked around a central life and, and the sandbox and seeing the brands and the players you know when they're when it is a busy event and this is something you have to caveat for now is when it's a busy event it's incredible that you can actually engage with people in these 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 new exciting ways so that again for me is is, is a really interesting uh, opportunity and i love the decentralized metaverse worlds Perfect. Now, uh, thank you for sharing this. And uh, Entertainment TV from YouTube is asking, how does TechSiris help to uh, and educate people on a large scale about our digital future? And what can other organizers learn from it? Well, um, I mean, so we've got, you know, we run conferences in person, they're paid events and, and you know, they're, they're, they're small capacity numbers because we're trying to generate networking at a very senior level. That's something we want to do is get execs in the Web 2 world and the Web 3 world to meet and talk and, and hash out, you know, opportunities for collaboration. And, and I think that's vital. But what we're doing beyond that as well is building a community in the background where we've created our own fun nft membership with a lot of utility behind that which is getting rolled out now but the idea is create ongoing community events that consistently tackle major topics and get senior leaders to talk about it you know if we can keep driving the educational and awareness around some of say the myths or or the most innovative tech progressions we can help the masses at an, exp uh, an exponentially larger scale with a global audience to understand the technology and where we're taking this. So, you know, there's a um, th there's there's lessons to be learned in that um, this community is, you know, and yes, we're in a crypto winter. Yes, we're in a recession. But all these companies are investing into this technology, and and it is the future. The, all I want organizers to know is there aren't enough events on this there, there, there won't be until we're seeing the full full realization of these technologies because uh they're coming and anyone who is who is not investing their time into learning about it it's like the dot-com boom again you'd be remiss to not think about this for the future of your brand or for the you know where you're going personally and what this will mean for yourself so education's power and and uh, the more we learn and know about this the better yeah and we want to remind our our listeners that we have uh still going on like giveaway like of uh, the two tickets for the blockchain gaming conference that will be november 28th in london and then the 29th right the first one the blockchain gaming conference the second enter the metaverse right uh so you know uh, you i you you can participate we uh, in it uh, through our uh, different social media channels whenever you're going to find it. So we're partnering with TechSiris and it, both brands, Bullparks and GameSpot. We're giving out three Bullparks and three GameSpot out of your whitelist spots. So I hope you're going to uh, at least try out. Like, And if you're in London, that's that's a no-brainer. You have to participate, right? So it's not even a question. Uh, and then you're going to meet, uh, you know, uh, Miles in person and many
many other like uh, best executives, like thought leaders in the space. So we highly recommend it, right? We're going to leave all the links uh, uh, in the description of uh, once we finish the podcast. And uh, again, we, as I mentioned, Miles, we want to keep it short and sweet. Uh, and uh, that's why uh really appreciate your time. I know it was a bit challenging. You had some like things happening in your life, madness, but this is how we live. <laughs> this is Web3. It's dynamic. It's not perfect. We're still building. We are still educating. I really respect you for doing that because we need more people and groups like you. Uh, it's still very early. And I, I do believe in three to five years, we're going to have a completely different um, different like atmosphere and everything will be like more efficient, more user-friendly and interoperable. And uh, and we'll come back to this podcast maybe in five years, you know, like and see how we were right or maybe not right. 100%. Um, I mean, think about this, like, the metaverse yeah. one day will permeate. You, you will switch in one world from work to social to gaming to watching you, the sports you love, you know, and you can choose your identity based on who you are, who you want to be, where you want to go and meet the brands and the friends and the people you know and love. That's the vision for the future, right? It, you know, and, and if we can, and it's not supposed to take over. Don't think of it as a dystopian world. Think of it as um, enhancing our lived experience. And if we can look at, you know, using these technologies to, to empower people, you know, and, and build a culturally diverse, equitable metaverse by empowering people to build themselves and create the world, especially these new generations, this universe could be incredible. Uh, so really excited for the future. You know, if you want to come along and learn more about all of this at this event, you know, we are building a mixing pot of global leaders who are pioneering this, this tech innovation. So come along, network, anyone who joins today, Use my personal discount code as well. I have one. If you win one of the lucky tickets, please, you know, get involved. You know, Bullperks uh, would be great for you to, to, to have you along for free. Amazing. But if you can't, I'll give you 50% off of a ticket price anyway. So wow. hit me up. Use my personal code. It's Miles, M-Y-L-E-S and 50. And I'm sure, you know, Constantine can follow up and share that to the community yes. to access um, my personal discount for the event. Uh, but yeah, good luck to everyone in, in your own journey, building the metaverse, building Web3 protocols. And, and I'll see you all in five years when we, when we see the <laughs> fruits of the labor. 100%. Thank you, everyone, for joining Bullcaster today. And we're, we're going to see you at 3 p.m. UTC on YouTube Live, on all the other lives, you know, in, in two weeks. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, Miles. You. Thanks for the invite. Bye for now, everyone. Cheers. Stay tuned with Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls.